あることなんて求めたりしないよただあなたに従うの You're listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is on the top bottom problem, apparently. That's the title. Because as usual, Chris made an outline, and I'm just reading whatever title's there. <laughs> We're from the otakuspirit.com website, and you can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new old anime, as well as our wonderful community. The form links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, um, I'm just going to let Chris take over because I'm knowledgeable what top bottom is, but. I have very little interest in this topic, so I'm just going to try to go along with him, crack jokes every now and then, and hopefully it goes well. I hope so, too. <laughs> um, top, top bottom is kind of a term that is relative to a uh, two characters that are usually um, one is more uh, dominant and uh, aggressive, um, and that's usually... Res- uh, Referred to as the top, um, in in Japanese term, it's called uh, the seme, um, or translating, it's to serve or to give. Um, it's also in reference to battles, as the serve the the uh, the battle the the aggressor in the battle was called the seme. Um, the uke, or it, which is to receive is the bottom, the passive or the submissive of the two characters in regards to the discussion. That is also the person who is defending in a battle. That's where the term comes from. Um, the main thing that this, this is a writing tool that is used in, in kind of the same respects as the Dere's or the Yandere, the Sundere, the, the Genki, the, uh, Dondere, go on and on and on. The reason why these are used is generally in because it makes it easier to understand the quirks of that character uh, in the same way as the Sundere is. So you kind of, with that, that's how you kind of fall into this in, in kind of a romance story. That's usually where you'll see these is romance, yaois, BLs, GLs, um, your uh, on and on, your eerie, all those different types. That's where you're going to see this the most he- most prominently. 
you know, whenever people think that uh, archetypes and harems are overused or your standard guy with, you know, three or more girls, harems, archetypes are overused. It seems to be a similar thing with pretty much everything else. So yeah. it's like it works across the board. Because that, that's one of the things that always kind of uh, fascinated me is as much as people hate harems with, you know, male protagonist, every time I watch anything that is, you know, the opposite effect where it's a female character or it's a, or it's a, uh, you know, a boy love show or whatever, it always seems to have that same chemistry. They always have the same chemistry. One is aggressive and one is not. Well, and it, and it's kind of funny because e- even in the harems, you end up finding this problem to kind of a certain extent, because if you, if you consider what the ditherer is, I mean, I, I've kind of, bounced around this 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 idea kind of a few times and um i actually have down here uh in fundamentals of uh harems i mentioned in episode uh 61 i kind of mentioned this problem but i didn't get into it in depth and that's kind of what i want to do in this um in harems, you have the dither, which the dither by default is a character that has as is stripped of as many different traits as possible to get down to the very fundamental thing. And in a weird way, he ends up being, in most cases, there is newer shows that are kind of breaking this mold, but he tends to be the bottom in most cases. And all of the characters around him in his harem tend to be um, aggressive or tops. And the few times that you have the the bottoms as the, the love interest, they tend to not get very far with the, the ditherer. And that all shows in the actual dominance of the characters. Yeah, they're usually the childhood friend that always loses. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's always bringing them food every day and waking him up in the morning that he never even gives a single thought to. Actually, it's funny because the, it, it, going into my next part, which is going to... It, I know it looks absolutely bizarre on what I have. I didn't even bother touching it. <laughs> I didn't even look. Um, I, have, I have it broke down into kind of two sections, and, and mostly because these are the, these are the character archetypes that everybody knows. And so I kind of broke it into two there when I, I made a little diamond and it has all the all the archetypes and and they they it, it falls perfectly in line with this this section right here. Mostly because when you when you look at the the aggression access on the Dere's per se. I, I say dairy, I know it's Dere and all that stuff, but I want to make it sound better. Um, I have it kind of marked from uh, nine to two. The uh, the higher they are, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read them off, but I'm gonna read them off from highest in in aggression to the lowest in aggression, and that is only in in regards to if if you have two characters of the same type, same sex, or two characters that fall into these two. Uh, categories, whichever one technically has the higher aggression will be the top. So in in regards to my list, I've got Bokuko, uh, Sundere, uh, Genki, and these can be flipped to the other side. So a male that is super athletic or super 
uh, alpha male will be the uh, Bokuko or the tomboy and the girl side. They they all have the same kind of archetypes. So a Bokuko will be at the top at number nine, and then down it's going to be numbered down. You've got your Sundere, you have your Genki, and then you have what is referred to as switches, which is actually a S&M term for characters who can be both top and bottom. And those will be your Ojos and your Yanderes. Um, then you have your bottoms, which are your Kudere, Dandere, and Solus Dolls. Each one of these characters naturally can go um, to the one that's below them. So a um, a Bokuko can actually uh, uh, make a Sundere into a bottom. It's always whichever has the highest aggression. Now, there is a flip to this. On the other side of the axis is actually the emotional stability. This is on one one side you have the Yandere, which is your most craziest. He has the easiest time to flip the switch. Um, on the other side is your Ojo. That is your most emotionally stable, the character who is just a rock. Um, and what Andrew was mentioning a little while ago, was it a character who is just kind of the waifu type, uh, perfect character, that is your Ojo. So they just are naturally stable. They tend to be a switch, but only in the regards to the fact that they are the perfect majestic character that everybody um, kind of wants. And then in their perfect nature, they will naturally become the opposite of whatever the main character or the love interest needs. So if a if the main main love interest is a top, they will naturally be a bottom and flip the other way. So on the emotional st- stability, you have Ojo at the top, then you have Genki, Dandere, Bokoko, uh, Solus Doll, Kudere, um, Sundere, and Yandere. And when I say they are the ones that are emotionally s- unstable, whatever they, whenever they flip on uh, their uh, emotional scale, they can switch to the opposite. Um, like Yandere being the kind of everybody knows, she is technically the perfect waifu, except for in a situation where she becomes emotionally un- unstable. Then she becomes, i.e., the top. So that is kind of the concept behind the how the the deres fit into this kind of weird concept that is the top bottom situation remember all characters can be either a top or a bottom it just requires certain situations to happen i.e if it's naturally easier for a bottom type character to be subservient to a top type character unless the emotion flips them to the opposite direction so what is one I only wanted to fit it within 10. So (laughs) (laughs) any one of them can technically be a one. Then what's 10? Any of them can be 10. (laughs) Okay. So they can adjust. They can adjust. This is just a kind of a uh, generalized concept so that you can, because Bokukos, technically you could make a Bokuko into a bottom. It just depends on the right circumstances. 
whatever the writer wants to do. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of the chart if the writer can just say, well, I'm going to have a, a Yandere be a Tato and Ojo? That's that's what I'm saying. In the Yandere, it's easier than, and the Ojo is even easier because both of them are switches. They are the ones that are technically the easiest because you because by their very nature they can be either top or bottom. Well, I'm just waiting for the show that has a soulless doll that tops a, a Genki. It can be done. It'd be a very entertaining. <laughs> it'd be basically a Genki character just bouncing off the walls, and the soulless doll just. Suddenly gets in his way and he slams into knocks him out and there you go. There you go. I just I just, I just broke it. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You can readjust your sheet later. So the higher the aggression trait the of the character, the naturally more top the character will be. Um, like I said earlier, I mentioned this in Fundamentals of Harem, but when I was mentioning it, I was talking about it in reference to story dominance, and story dominance actually kind of lays into the top-bottom problem in general. Um, the more um, aggressive a character, the more screen time they naturally draw, the more demanding of attention they they suck into them. So whenever you they are on the screen, they are naturally taking over the scene. This is also kind of goes in, in the same res- uh, resort. So a Genki character naturally takes up the dominance of the screen why because they are a demanding presence a dondere is not so much she tends to be off to the side tends to kind of, and i say this in in regards knowing that full well that there can be males at the same time i'm just saying it because that's how i'm used to saying them um so a dondere will be off to the side not taking up much screen time but in if all the other characters are out of the way they tend to be more out in the open they tend tend to take up more screen time. Yeah, but the problem comes from all this is that when they're when they're behind doors under the sheets, they become a different character though. I mean the exactly. Genki character is hyper jumping all the walls, but when he gets behind the doors, it's suddenly he's oh Then that will that will I'm embarrassed now. That, I always act that way to cover the fact that I'm insecure. That is the point. It, the the idea behind it is like an when it comes to like a dither, a dither is effectively the most broken down character that you can get. So a dither could technically be a one. So a dondere could actually push a dither into the bottom situation, depending on how aggressive they the writer makes that character. That's that's the whole point. Is a the the top bottom is in regards to their natural tendencies. Let me let me get in a little bit deeper. Um, remember, just because a character is lower in, in aggression does not necessarily mean that they cannot break the rules and be the opposite. It's just unlikely unless it's with a character that has a, a lower aggression tendency, i.e. the Asundere, or I'm sorry, a, um, a Kudere being a little bit more top than a Dondere, or a um, Bokuko being a little bit more uh, top than a Sundere. Emotional st- stability can or will determine its tendency to switch, uh, i.e. a Ojo or an Oji, i.e. the princess or prince, um, is the only kind of kind of niche to the, the rule, and that's like I was talking about earlier, them showing the air of majesty and being the perfect. Um, so naturally that places them in the role of 
of whatever their love interest needs, i.e. the, um, if it, if the, like I said earlier, the, if they need a top, then they will be a top or, and, and they will happily give up their, their, uh, bottom position to a character who needs to be the, uh, the bottom. That is the way the Ojos work. They're the only ones that are kind of flipped in that situation. The Yandere is kind of in a similar situation because they are the, um, the them being Yandere is forcing whatever their, their role is on their love interest. The exact opposite of the Ojo, where if they want to be the, t they want to be the bottom but if they need to be the top, they will, and they will force the um, the love interest into a bottom role. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, hopefully, this is the part that I'll get a little bit more conversation out of. The this is the entire top bottom problem is it breaks down to it's a writing tool. So, what is it trying to do? It's heavily uh, relied upon in relationships. It, it helps to explain the relationship. Now, me being a dabbling in writing, I kind of have an idea of why it gets used, but at the same time, I'm not an expert on writing. Um, no more than I would hope a lot of people are. If you are a writer, please send me books. I'd love to read them. <laughs> um, but it's easier to write stories that fall in line with the top-bottom uh, uh, personality. Um, it's easier to do that than to write a nuanced story to explain the character's um, tendencies, the reasons why that character is doing those things. We discussed that during the, the harem thing. Right. Archetypes is easy tool to get exactly. things moving. But the when it comes down to it, it's... It's it tends to be more prevalent in in shows that tend to have a kind of relationship type situation, and the reason why I think that is is because it the best way for me to describe it is when it comes down to writing the character. Um, if I'm writing a character, I tend to try and put myself in that character's position so that I if if. For instance, if I was to write um, Rim, I have I've just written Subaru's story, and I've I've just explained everything out to Rim. Then I put myself in Rim's position, and I try to receive that uh, that entire explanation. And so I try to judge based on what I think Rim's uh, predetermined personality traits will dis decide. This is what she would say. And so that's how I break down that character's uh Don't ruin my character. I'm not. Just I'm stop. I'm trying to I'm trying Don't to explain Rim. how I would write that story. Is I would put myself in that situation and I would I would respond based on how I feel that that character, given her personality traits and how I relate to those personality traits, would respond to that. Unless you're going to make a Ram Felix fanfic, don't touch my Ram. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. So, by this is how I would explain it, and I hope that makes sense of, uh, in a lot of cases. Because what comes out of the top-bottom uh, situation is 
there is a level to where you can only relate to a character so much. And I have a really hard time personally writing female characters. The reason why is because I cannot relate to being a female. I can imagine how a female would react, but I cannot actually relate to how a female feels, how that female actually is expressing her feelings. I can't actually express that because I've never been a female. And that's a writing issue that's always been a a thing. Whenever people, I'm I'm totally doing a side tangent for you so you can think on things. (laughs) So if I'm cutting you off, let me know. That, that's one of those writing issues that's always an, uh, a thing that's prevalent. And whenever people bring up, it's so great that a, you know, a female writer is doing this or a female writer is directing this. It's like, yes, that is always a good thing. We should always celebrate more people, especially females or whatever, getting into the industry to give us a different flavor of things. We want to see what their perspective of something would be. We want to see what their uh, how they would portray a character in the situation. Because, yeah, we do always have a lot of male directors or whatever. But at the same time, it's also a thing of, but that's not every female. Just like every male that is directing is not every male's perspective. A writer, a male writer can write something and I'll say, that's not how that character should have acted because that's what that male thinks that that character would do. Where me, I would see it doing something different. So it's not always a definitive thing, but it's always great to have not just different genders or whatever in writing, whatever, getting more people into writing, because there's a lot of... Yeah, everybody think, sees different situations differently, not just by gender, is I, my point. I personally think the best way to write a... If you wanted to write a love story, the best way to do it is to have a male and a female writing that story. That way, both perspectives can actually be portrayed. However, the problem... The inherent problem is two heads in a story have different ideas of where the direction of that story should go. And there is the the inherent problem with with that exact problem. One person ex- uh, expressing a story can take the story to its fullest completion. Two people will automatically have artistic differences in opinion of where they should go. And that is the main... They end up having to compromise. They would either have to compromise or it will never happen. And that compromise means that they never get to where they think it could go. Exactly. Each one of them does. If you have basically two minds that have branching ideas, you're eventually going to have to decide, well, this branch right here, they're pretty close to each other. Let's go with that one. Whereas there could have been a really awesome idea on that side or a really awesome idea on this side. Now, I do think that... In theory, I believe that a person who actually has a psych- psychology, some experience in psychology, could possibly pull off a good story. A lot of people can do the stories. It's, it's. It, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying that the best situation would be a male and a female because they could both bring their inherent ideals of how a f- female should write a story, or a female would. Re- would react to this situation or a male would react to that situation. I'm not setting any rules. Art is art. It doesn't matter who's doing it. Okay. So the top bottom thing, the top bottom, I call it top bottom problem because it is something that I've seen it a lot and I see it most heavily in the Fujoshi Shoujo demographic. However, it does show its head from time to time in the rest of the different types of shows. So it's not, exclusively a Fujoshi Shoujo. I I tend to see it a lot in Yuri-type shows or uh, Shoujo-I. 
It just, it's there. It's all over the place. It's more of a thing there. It's more dominant. It's more of a an appeal. I think there's yeah. an, an appealing audience for it. Well, it it, it is, it, and 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 especially if you take into consideration the culture. The culture is of one of a a male dominated society where where females tend to be kind of more passive. It's not they're not all that way. It's just that's how they they tend to be. So that type of that culture is reflected in their uh, their artwork. So when it's done right, it can give you some very very interesting stories. I so I'm not it's, this is not a complete and total bash of the top bottom problem. Um, I think uh, immediately of Snow White with the red hair. Very very well done, and it does have top top and bottom elements. Um, Skip Beat is another one where it has those elements showing in the show. But it's not the entire thing. The reason why is the characters are well nuanced and they are not relied on it. The, the, the writing tool is not relied on to force the romance forward, which is what you will see in a lot of the situations where I'm ta- talking about where it's done badly. When it's done badly, the character relationships feel forced and they tend not to make a lot of sense. And in the worst case scenarios, they're very abusive. And that is, I think, a lot of cases where I, uh, my brother tends to kind of go, I didn't like that romance. And I go, yeah, I see the top bottom problem. Yeah, the, uh, the wolf prince. Was it the wolf prince? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. What was it, what was it called? And the, the wolf w- girl and, and, and black prince. Yeah. I actually prince. disagree. I think that one did really well. But it was an abusive show, though. That was the point. It, 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 he was a very sadistic character. No, and he was abusive, not a sadistic. Sadistic. He's abusive. There is a difference between sadistic. Okay, Diabolic Lovers is abusive. <laughs> Brother's Conflict is abusive. <laughs> She, he was just sadistic. No, he was abusive. Um, at any rate. But when you say red, uh, Snow White with Red Hair, I immediately thought of Yon of the Dawn as well, because I had a lot in there as well. Yeah, it does. And and the the funny thing is, well, I don't, I think Yon of the Dawn would go into my third category, was, which was, it almost made it, but it just missed the mark. And that would be shows like Riddle Story of the Devil, which you can really see the top bottom in that one. Um, Kamigami no Asobi, which is a girl goes into the, into, um, Mount Olympus and she goes around with her little harem of, uh, gods. Hakadin of the Eight Dogs, Dogs of the East. That one was really bad with the top bottom, but it did it okay. It just never really did really well at explaining the relationships. Um, Devils and Realist was really bad with the top bottom, but, and it just never really kind of pushed this, the, the characters and made them believable. Dance with Devils? Pomeranians? Come on. Yeah, that one was a pretty bad, that one I would probably put into the more, um, uh, uh, bad, like Brothers Conflict and, and Diabolic Lovers, where all the characters... And I, that also goes into the bottom. The bottom tends, the, or the in the the she was really the dither. She, she was, was really bottom to everybody. Yeah, she show. was bottom to everybody, and and it just didn't make any sense. None of the the relationships felt natural. Now I can't even make a case for the young the the brother. <laughs> I mean, 
They were all tops. Now, the best written sh- uh, sh- stories, the top-bottom mechanic will not even be something that you really notice at all. It, if it's there, it'll be there, and you may could probably point it out, but it doesn't use it. it the characters will feel natural, and they'll just naturally flow into their relationships. And th- this is kind of stories like Kimi ni Todoke or Say I Love You, Yuri on Ice. Yes, I gave it a, a, a plus on its relationship. It felt natural. Uh, Sound Euphonium did the same thing. You could f- see a kind of top-bottom relationship being built in certain characters, but it didn't feel like it was using that to force the relationship forward. It just felt like a natural relationship between two characters. Well, that was the thing that that pushed me away from uh, Sakura Trick. It was literally this one character was forcing on the other character, and it was like, she has no choice. You're going to accept this, because she's going to continuously push herself upon her. Yeah, that's that's like I was saying earlier, where it felt felt like it was just pretty much abusive. It just it didn't feel like a natural relationship, it, especially in like Sakura Trick, where it should have felt like two characters exploring their 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 place in the world. Let, let's just leave it at that. Instead, it just felt like you will let me kiss you. That's it. And that that's where Andrew was. No, it's just it that it was felt, you're going to accept my feelings. Yeah. Wait, that what was that uh, BL slash almost Yaoi show that we watched that one season it, where it looked like crap? Um, this 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 boy is a mage or something yeah, my, like that. Yeah, this boy is a mage. And they it, have it, like five of them. It, and, and that all, this one boy is something. Yeah that that one felt fell right into the top bottom and it just it pushed it and it felt absolutely unnatural. You didn't feel like. And then at the end, the guy was like, oh, yeah, I'm in love with him. Why are you in love with him? You never made <laughs> any sense of why you felt any attraction to this guy, except for that he was just dragging you along. I guess that's, that's the thing that always ends up pushing me away from a lot of uh, BL stories and a lot of the Yuri stories is that it, and I guess it goes to your, your the point of your entire topic here is if you want to know why Andrew usually doesn't get into this stuff and why when Chris threw this thing together, I'm just going, I don't, because we, <laughs> we essentially made two different outlines, a horror one and this one. And it's like, uh, he's like, well, I'm not going to really have much to add to the horror. And I'm like, well, what else do you have? And I'm going to do the top bottom thing. I'm like, well, I ain't going to have anything to add to that because <laughs> it doesn't interest me. And it's not that it's a, it's this nasty thing that shouldn't exist. It's really just a thing of every time I try them, I have the same issue every single time. It doesn't feel natural. It's always one person forcing it onto another person, or it has the archetypes that are fine, but you're not going to like archetypes unless you like the archetypes. So, and the archetypes for a female doing Sundere is a lot more interesting to me than a male doing Sundere for me. It's just my personal taste. So, so uh, going back to kind of what I was saying earlier, the, the top bottom problem is most noticeable in the BL, the, uh, shoujo I, the Yaoi, the Yuri stories. That's where you will, s- it's the most noticeable. And I think that the reason why is because it's a, a writer can write a story from his perspective. A writer can write a character that he can relate to better. Like I said earlier, the less he can relate to the character, the less human that character will become. Here's where it flips. When he's what he will start doing is he will start writing a fantasy. And when he writes a fantasy, 
he will naturally inc incorporate his fantasies into those characters. That's the only way that he can he can make the character become something after he's he realizes he can't go any farther with that character. It's it's I I don't know how I can better exp express this in any any way. Now, what he can do is he can take his fantasies and he can start to incorporate the fantasies that he sees in two characters. I.e., I'm gonna if I'm going to write a a story, a romance. If I don't want it to be a natural romance, I want it to be a Yuri. Let's say I can't relate to either character that is in this romance because I am not female. I cannot relate a female and how that that female is how the relationship would feel natural between those two characters because I don't know how they feel. So I will naturally put in my fantasies in those characters. That's the only thing I can do. Now, what I would want out of those fantasies, and this is me, this is not naturally the exact thing. I this is just how I perceive what I am seeing on the screen. I would naturally want to see a submissive female. I would naturally want to see a dominant female. I can see both of those characters and how they would react to me. Now, how what I how would those two characters react to each other? They would naturally fall into certain categories. And that's how the top bottom problem I think comes into play is they naturally will submit and dominate in that situation that thus the top bottom problem. It's, it's just like art types where it makes it easy to, to write into a, a situation. Yeah. Naturally I would see if I were to write something and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this about two girls that are going to get together. Yeah. I can probably sit there and try to figure out in my own mind and try to guess at what they would feel and try to, create some situation that would put them together then i would have to create some kind of trigger there's always got to be a trigger for a relationship there's got to be something that makes them go hmm i want to know more about this person but then to also have that be a thing of yeah you're you're basically breaking uh cultural normals by having these two female characters together so it's not going to be a natural thing for them to uh you know if they walked down the hall with hand in hand people are going to ask a question so you're going to have to create your own possible tendencies of why they would want to spark interest in each other, why they would want to break those boundaries, what would drive them to not only just be friends and just hang out, hold hands, hug, be friends, and then move on to a relationship. They would have to sit there and create something that is not even in their own mind if it was a male writer. So obviously the easy trigger would be to, well, I'm just going to make one just be just horny as all get and jump all over that girl. Well, and then the other one's just going to have, eventually is going to, is going to be struggling with it. And they're eventually going to accept it. That's a really easy way to do it. Well, the top and the more the, you want something that you can't have more. That's the idea that I think comes out of the top. The bottom, the bottom is the weird one. It, I, a submissive, the the main reason why I think that the submissive never seems like they are actually falling in love is because if you give up too easy and become swept up in it, then you'll look like a slut. Well, no, you're not a slut. It's just that you've got to explain why they actually see something in that person. And that is the main crux of the issue that is the top bottom problem you have the top which is too forceful and you have the submissive that is too submissive 
are too, uh, not too submissive. They're too, they're too pulled back. They're too, they, they keep away from the top for too long. And it never feels like it actually gets to a breakthrough point because it's the will they, won't they problem. I, <laughs> another issue that you have to go into. Um, if you give the relationship too fast, then naturally what's the point in the rest of the story? Because they've already fallen in love. So you've got to drag it out for forever. It's, that means that the submissive can't submit too easy and the top can't become too lackadaisical. Doesn't want to force them away. Right. Well, no, they have to be forceful, otherwise they won't show interest. Oh, yeah, they, but you're not going to be forceful to the point the person basically runs out the door and, and never wants to see you ever again. I don't know. I've seen some pretty bad ones. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be, they're always going to write the boundaries in there. I'm just saying that it's, there, it's not going to, I'm going to jump on you in the middle of the classroom and rip your clothes off and we're all, well, I guess they can do that too. I don't know. I mean, it, it does go back to your original discussion about, or your original point about the idea of, of trying to write a female character in a, being a male, is there's also the thing of, and this is the other kind of difficulty that I see in a lot of the Yuri Yaoi thing, or BLGL thing, is um, in most cases, it's a guy writing a story about his fantasies about two girls being exactly. together. He doesn't know how they're going to think, but it also works the other way around. Was females writing, uh, exactly. you know, Fujoshi Bay, male, two male characters together. It's it's stories that are never going to be natural. They're never going to be uh, well portrayed, and so it, it does feel disingenuous. To well, yeah, the the best one would be if um, a a guy who likes BL was to write BL. That would be the best situation. But it's not likely because there's not a lot of guys who like BL. In the same situation, it would be a lady writing a Yuri. That would be the best situation. But not a lot of ladies like Yuri, so they're never going to write it. It That is the main issue. I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm saying that's the main issue. You don't get a lot of BLs written by guys. It's just not going to, not, not, not normal. Well, that, that, that lends itself to that difficulty and the idea that when people see something that is like you know flip flappers or something like that and everybody's like oh well this is this is this is saying something it's like no it's literally gonna most cases with these yuri and yaoi it is a or bl and gl it is a it is somebody of the opposite sex sex trying to uh fantasize about something and is trying to sell that fantasizing it is the quote-unquote yaoi bait is the quote-unquote yuri bait it is it is stuff that is never typically genuine feeling. And so I don't really ever think that it's doing something profound. It is literally just, that's like, like sounding funny. It's like literally, yes, we want to see that. But it, I guess that being a female writer is kind of a, a, a rarity. But at the same time, I don't even know if she's actually going for that. All it right. doesn't seem like she's going for that. The nice thing about that is that it felt natural. And that's that, that I think was the best thing about that is... And, and that's why I, I think it, some people kind of gave uh, Yaoi, or not Yaoi on Ice, Yaoi Yuri on Ice, <laughs> why some people gave Yuri on Ice a little bit of a bad rap. And that the, the slap in the face was naturally because, well, Yuri could be female and it would be the same story. Well, 
Yeah, in a way, but that is what makes a natural relationship a natural relationship. Is It doesn't really matter if it is male or female. I don't really care. The point is, is does the relationship feel natural? And if it feels natural, then they knocked it out of the park. That's all that matters. Even though Yuri's like incredibly stupid. And did a lot of things that were incredibly Top stupid. bottom problem, Andrew. Well, that, 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 that was the issue with Yuri on Ice was like having this whole a particular scene and happening, and then like shortly after, oh no, that's not why I got it. Really, you were in a certain building when you gave it to him, and this is your response. That's not what it was meant. Come on, <laughs> I'm ranting about Yuri on Ice. Are you, are you done? Pretty much. Don't tell me you're done. We're on like 40 minutes. We can, we, the, the, the point was to get us talking about it. And I think that we're getting a lot of t- conversation out of it. Um, what was the, what was the other problem I was talking about? The, the will they, won't they? Will they, won't they problem. We could talk about that. I guess that's like across the board. <laughs> it's the same thing with top bottom. It's all across the board. The will they, won't they problem. This is the, I think that if a a lot of people who uh, watch romance stories, they tend to get kind of caught up. That that was like, if you you remember when uh, uh, My Love Story came out, everybody was praising that show because they got in a relationship within the third episode. It was so great, right? Exactly. That is the will they, won't they problem. No, no. The problem that My Love Story ended up coming up with is that you... You got rid of the will they won't they right off the bat, but mm-hmm. then you have a will they won't they last, so it just turns into a different will they won't they, <laughs> yeah. or will they won't they feed him enough food to keep him alive? Yep. Will they won't they f- she make good cookies for him? Yep. Will they won't they she, she will she cheat on him with it the the, the hot potato guy? Great show, guys. I don't listen to him. <laughs> He's crazy. No, they 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 it automatically most. Most of your uh, romance shows will tend to have this other issue. They will get up to each other's nose, and they'll get so close to each other, and then you're going to go, are they Are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? No. Okay, so we got to wait. Shows, two shows did that this week in regards to winter 2017 anime, by the way. Well, Yuri on Ice did it. No, I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's just sad that we're recording this on a week that two shows did that same exact thing. <laughs> no, three shows. I guess, no, well, I te- they technically went pretty damn far. Uh, but no, there was there was a scene in, in uh, uh, Masamune Kun's Revenge. There was a will they, won't they moment there. Oh, yeah. That was, that was huge. I was like, oh, you guys are Scum's Wish, me. there was a will they, won't they go all the way <laughs> well the boundary is a little bit different on that show <laughs> and twin star exorcist had a will they won't they smoosh mooch moment for two characters that i won't specify which ones <laughs> no that was a previous episode wasn't it you're you're going all we're, over we're the get, place with your up. will they won't they we're getting caught up <laughs> no i'm just saying well the 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 will they won't they the the funny thing about that is that it's it's the the um what what a lot of people will call the the fujoshi bait or the the yaoi bait or the yuri bait or it's relationship uh, bait it, well <laughs> no it's it's a little bit farther it's bait. it's 
it's pushing the it, it this is the in in a nutshell it's if i was to put an element on um the the yaoi bait if i was to put a element and say this is yaoi bait or fujoshi bait or whatever you want to call it this is it it would be the will they won't they scenes there there are the scenes that they push it's 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 one of those scenes where you have the two guys the top and the bottom are sitting there and they're 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 talking to each other the top gets all kind of um he gets intense and the and the and the the bottom is sitting there kind of getting a little bit fidgety and 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 the the top's kind of creeping in on the on the bottom and 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 then he gets more and more intense and this is in all, all conversation or all uh, media. As a matter of fact, it's in books and all the. <laughs> it's all over the place, and then they get up there and they're nose to nose and they're sitting there getting ready to. And you're and 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 you're inside. You're like, come on, come on, just do it, just do it. And 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 then somebody slams the door open and 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 interrupts the entire scene. And that's the will they, won't they? That is the Fujoshi bait. That is absolutely the crux of all the will they won't they problem no i've always had the fujoshi is just where usually they slam their hand on the wall to capture them it's the same scene and they, they lift up their chin just looks a little bit different yep. they lift up their chin with their hand you gotta have the intensity and they get up real close you gotta have the intensity you gotta be you away. gotta be you gotta be clinching up you gotta be getting in there get that kiss in well, i'm not gonna do that your face is turned on red because you're not excited about it. <laughs> exactly. That's the will they won't they. <laughs> no, you have to do the drooly thing if you're Fujoshi. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I, have to in- I have to insert kiss him not me girl right here with the, with the, the <laughs> thing going on. I think that in Can we talk about is... Fajoshi characters? Go for it. How Let's Andrew's so sick of Fajoshi characters. <laughs> I can't really talk much about it because it's always the same argument. They're annoying. I can't... <laughs> Nothing against Fajoshis out there. I'm just saying Fajoshi characters. They're very basic. They have one one note joke. So we're going to talk about Andrew's the Fajoshi problem. Yeah, ta- you're talking about top-bottom problem. I'm just saying the biggest problem of everything that you have listed here is that there's... Fujoshi characters in shows that are into these things. <laughs> into those things. There's these there's these these kids that they talk about. They call them Fujoshis. And they just have this fascination with these well, boys. Explain explain these the boys Fujoshi. Together. Explain the Fujoshi problem. Where does the Fujoshi problem I'm stem from? I'm explaining it. No, you these you're Fujoshis. just saying it's all about this. Okay, this, these I Fujoshis. get it. It's because of the top bottom problem. But they, what is a Fujoshi? They have these these video games. And it has these pretty boys. And these two young men, they, they capture the other one against the wall. And they get all glittery. Like, tons of glitters. Tons of glitter. It's like that movie I watched, the, the Twilight movie. You sound There's like glitters a glitters everywhere. You sound like a Fajoshi I'm the right Fajoshi's now. mom right now, okay? You're the Fajoshi's mom. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about her. You're she worried dro- about her. I catch her all the time looking at her magazines. She's drooling. She looks like she's got rabies. I was I was gonna take her and get her some shots. Okay. She's, she's very she's foaming at the mouth. She was foaming at the mouth. Yes, I had to go up there and wipe it off her face. I said, "Honey, <laughs> honey, you okay? <laughs> Look at me. Look at my eyes." And she says, "No, you're not a. F- <laughs> you're, you're hot. Not. You're warm. <laughs> Do you have a fever? Go 
get in the sheets. I'll get you some pudding. Come on, go, go get in the sheets. <laughs> no, don't take that magazine with you. It makes you all huffy and puffy. <laughs> but I, I grabbed one of these. I'm looking at it. And it has all these glittery little boys. And they're all with each other. And I'm like, why are they with each other? Where's the girls? Where's the girls? Where's the girls in these? All these nice young men that can have a nice young woman with them. <laughs> but no, they have all these boys. And they're all with each other. And they're hugging each other. And they're just like, they're kissing. I, I don't know what that's like. It's, it's, it's crazy. Those things that go so... I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself. What if we were to switch the boys with girls? And it was just a bunch of girls. That's that's crazy. <laughs> Why don't you just take you take both those books and you just break the bind off and you just you just you just take turns between the two books and you make one book out of it. <laughs> so it'll go between the nice young men and nice young women. And then the so you'll have a scene of two girls that's getting natural. together and two you'll have two girls getting together and then on the next page you'll have two go- boys getting together. No, you just take the page and you push them against each other and they kiss each other. <laughs> and they kiss each other. <laughs> You got the book, the side with the boys, and the side with the girls, and you bring the pages together, and it'd be nice, and nice young men, nice women with the other. It'd be, it'd be perfect. <laughs> I, I don't think perfect the, plan. I don't think the Fujoshis would like that. <laughs> wow, that filled in a nice bit of time. No, um, <laughs> yeah, the Fujoshi thing. It, I mean, it's just like Utawada Mono, Itsuwari no Kamen had the Fujoshi character in it. I mean, he had an entire show with uh, Kiss Him, Not Me. I... I'm fine with the Fujoshi character being present. It's just a thing of when the Fujoshi character speaks up, it always ends up being the same joke every single time. Uh, Magic of Stella, I think, was the first case where there was a Fujoshi character that didn't annoy the fire out of me. Because she wasn't just about that. She was about protecting her friend. She was wanting to make sure that her friend had a good club that she was with. But when I get into other shows, I always end up running into characters that, yeah, they, I guess with Utsuwari no Kamen, Utsuwari Mono, she was technically had other things that she did in the story. But after she got her initial intro, every time she was on the screen, it was to be huffy puffy about two guys or to want to go to this Fujoshi store and buy Fujoshi things. It's, it's always the same thing. I like this content or i like seeing these two boys together there's never there's never a change the joke it, i guess technically a sundere is the same way a sundere character is always the same joke they're they're well, abrasive that, but they always end up bringing in different jokes to make the punchline whereas the punchline or the the joke is always the same to the punchline with the Fujoshi character well that's the crux of what i was saying earlier i think that really kind of where it 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 the the main crux of it, it uh, of the entire outline that I had made was the top bottom problem is this. What makes the top bottom problem not the problem? It's if you add nuance. So if a char- if if you watch a show that is just the top bottom, or I in like Andrew was saying, if it's just the Fujoshi, it's not the big problem. The problem is is what do you do with it after that point? If you just repeat the joke, like Andrew was saying, if you just constantly go on and on and on about these two characters together and the Fujoshi's going nuts about it, and that's all you do for the next 13 episodes, that's going to be a problem. The same thing with me it, it, on the top-bottom problem. 
if all you do is just force the relationship forward, but you never actually explain it, don't add any nuance to it. If you don't flesh it out, explain the characters. Why do they find an attraction to that character? Except for he's going to get this boy and this boy is going to not really show any affection back, but okay, whatever. He's in love with him. Well, okay, if you don't go past that, if you don't explain it, like in Sound Euphonium, where you actually are explaining what it is that these two characters find attractive about each other. Not that they are actually in love or whatever. I'm not explaining that. I'm saying that they actually have something that they can find a common ground on that a relationship can be built on. Yuri on Ice, same thing. Two characters that are built on a common uh, interest, and they actually build a relationship off of that. It had nothing to do with, okay, yeah, one is a little bit more forceful than the other one, and the other one's a little bit more submissive than the other one. Okay, that's fine. But can you go past that? Can you make a relationship out of something else? I'm going to kind of come b- swing back to that, but um, I did want to finish up my point on Fajoshi. I know everybody's sick of hearing me about talk about Fajoshi's. I will say... Um, Kiss Him, Not Me was probably the most telling uh, Fujoshi character for me. Like, me being sick of Fujoshis and that Fujoshi characters pops up in the show, I'm just like, not, not I'm not sick of Fujoshi people. I, we have Fujoshi characters, or Fujoshi uh, posters or community members on our forums. I'm not saying that I'm against them. I'm just saying characters in anime, strictly. Uh, but I'm always sick of them. And then, finally, I get a character that is basically the main character with Kiss Him, Not Me, and it was literally a thing of, I was curious about it, like, going, maybe it seems like this was written by somebody who may be a Fujoshi, or they understand what a Fujoshi is. So, maybe I can maybe I can get something out of this, something more expanded on. It was literally like, okay, we hit basically every... It was nice the character had other things about her that she, it was more about like, you know, hiding the fact that she was in an otaku basically. It was it was a more about the other guys trying to uh compete against uh her affection and how oblivious she is or her falling back into her old self and trying to drive back out of that. But whenever it got to her being a fujoshi and it bringing out the jokes of that it expanded on a little bit by getting into like the the five seven thing, or they did get a little bit into who's a top and who's a bottom. They did get into like here's this game that you know people would get Fujoshi about. Would it's necessary? Ne- technically, characters from you know real history, but it was still the same idea. Ooh, this one is overpowering this one, or these two guys are together. Drool, drool, and so th- that's where the problem comes in for my difficulty. And I was really hoping "Kiss Him Not Me" would expand on a little bit and would give me something more. Uh, would show me that there's com- there can be more to the comedic element of that kind of character, and it just didn't work out. So for me, anyways. Uh, the thing that I want to flip back on is. You brought up an idea, and I don't know if we've actually technically got into it. I know that we may have hinted on it here and there. But there's this element of... uh, We did talk a little bit about it. I think about... We were talking about Yuri on Ice specifically. 
and the idea of people making it out to be more than it actually is. And what I mean by that is a relationship that is being portrayed. Yuri and Ice, it's obviously, it's obvious where they're going with Yuri and Victor. I don't think they've gotten that far yet, and they definitely have room to expand on it. They have not gone anywhere. They haven't gone too far with that relationship, and maybe it'll get into it with the second season. Sounding Phonium is a good point. With Sounding Phonium, I never seen that as being a relationship. If anything, it was a Yuri bait, in my opinion. Same thing I had with Amanshu. Amanshu was definitely another case of everybody was blowing up that these two characters were in a relationship. I find it... Help me remember, which one was Amanshu? The, the scuba diving girls. Okay. I'm fine with people enjoying uh, shipping characters. I am I'm fine with people going, ooh, that would be so great if these guys... I just mentioned the idea of Rem and Felix being together. Shipping's fine, um, I'm fine with people fantasizing about two characters being together. I'm I'm fine with people uh, wanting something to happen be- between two characters, theorizing with characters. That's all fine and dandy. What bothers me is when people take uh, obviously just two characters being close and turning that into something it's not. I, it's not that it's a, it's not that it bothers me. So don't get me wrong. I don't want people, I, I know this happens a lot whenever I bring up something like this and then somebody replies, it's not that bad. Get over it. It's not a big deal. I'm not, I'm not in a huffy puffy about this. I'm just, I'm specifically saying it's kind of bothersome when I'm watching a show and I'm enjoying it. And I think the characters are really close friends and they have this really strong bond. And then everybody immediately runs out and goes, oh, look, this show's Yuri. And it's like, no, you don't understand specifically from my knowledge of Japanese culture specifically, it, they are a very, uh, friends are very affectionate, especially female, uh, females. They're very affectionate. They, they, they hold hands. They, I mean, yeah, men don't do it, but I mean, even, uh, females in the West do that. They just, they're friends. They all have, and they run off together. And it, to have people freak out and think that something is something and it's not based on the fact that two female characters in an anime are holding hands is like you're take you're blowing that way out of proportion. Amanshu, I don't think that, that were they were going for that. I think they were going for these two people being very close friends. Um, I don't see them as doing what they, what you think they're doing, but they, they could be doing that. I mean, the writer could totally go in that direction with the manga. I don't know. I'm just saying from the show. I'm not getting that perspective. And like I said, I, it's not a big deal. It's just a thing of why are we blowing this into something that's not? Well, that 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 goes right into the the uh, the the will they won't they uh, uh, problem. You you go right back into that because technically Yuri on Ice, it, it was coaching and and uh, and student relationship, Te- and they were really good friends. They they technically never actually started. Well, did they? Did they actually start a relationship? <laughs> well, been, been there's a, a lot of people that are very passionate about the fact that they did kiss, but I, like I said, that, I didn't wasn't see that. Kiss. I'm sorry, I, I know uh, that everybody. The wants ring was it like a promise ring, but you know, it people, it was on the wrong hand. Sorry, they, yeah, and what and, and Victor this is said, not, this is not, but it's a tease thing, and I, it I'm, is I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I, I'm fine with with Yuri on Ice. I have no problem with the, them as as a couple. I'm I'm fine with it. The point, it, the point that we're trying to make is. Where do you act? You have to actually have that 
in there. And and, and, and I'm I'm fine with with uh, with the the two characters and sound. You funny? I'm being a couple. I'm fine with it. I I I'm, I actually was hoping that that would actually happen in season two, and never did because we had Sensei. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing. It's like with that, never seen it being a thing. I seen it as being specifically. Here's here's the directors or what? No, it might have been in the, it might have been in the light novel, and I don't know. But it, here's the thing where the director might be going here. This would be really hot if she rolled her finger across her lips, and they did it so spectacularly because it's you know Kiyoani that everybody's like, oh my gosh, drool! <laughs> like Lens Flair's beautiful two girls, and it was fantastic. But well, there was I also always mood. seen them there as was, friends. There was also mood in that scene, and and, and that's that's the the main thing is there's there's mood in a lot of Yuri on Ice scenes, and that that is the 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 crux of the problem is the will they won't they problem. You you get to a point where you're so invested in these two characters doing something because I personally I. I could see a relationship blossoming between the characters in Amanchu. I, I really like those two together, and I really, really would love to see them. They have the same top-bottom problem, just so everybody knows. Um, but, but they actually have the will-they-won't-they they issue. Is Was there ever actually a situation? They did say that they loved each other, but they were, like Andrew is saying, they're very good friends. Friends do love each other. That's that's, yeah, that's the normal. other thing is like people take that whole I I ski thing a little bit too far, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Like, oh my gosh, that means she's lusting for him. No, no, that just means that they, they love each other. I mean I, I tell I tell a lot of people that I know that I'm not in a relationship that I love them because they're really good friends. We've we've known each other for a long time. I care deeply about them just as much as I do a family member. I tell my family members I love them, but it doesn't mean we're in a relationship. It's just the fact that that's just a word you use when you feel passionate. It's not a, I want to jump in bed with you. I, I mean, yeah, if technically she turned around in a manchu on that dock and said, I, I want to jump you, <laughs> that would be a totally different story. We could totally discuss that and we can go that direction. But I think you were kind of hinting at something and it, it triggered on me is the idea of technically we, I guess it's the fault of the writer that, that builds this relationship between two characters for so long and you have that element of will they, won't they for so long that any little thing that happens, you go, that was it, that was it, they just kissed. And the, I, I assume that's what it is. You're, you're craving for Yuri and Victor to get to long so, uh, together so long that when they jumped over that thing, everybody was screaming, that was a kiss, that was a kiss. And when it doesn't really pan out that it was, you don't care anymore. It was a kiss. I don't care. Yeah. It was a kiss. And you're stupid if you think it wasn't a kiss. So th there's that element of creating that desire for something for so long that you you just allow yourself to accept anything will make those characters together. Yes, there was something there. Yes, they... Yeah, technically, when Amanchu, when when the the lights, when the the scene ended, yeah, yeah, they totally kissed. No, they didn't. Yes, they did because they were in love. Obviously, the, the it was it was pulling away before the kiss. Yeah, you could draw whatever conclusions you want. I don't care. Like I said, I don't mind, and I, I'm perfectly happy with people. It's just a, it's just a funny thought. I guess is the best way to put it without me sounding like a total jerk. That's flipping out about this whole thing because <laughs> everybody's like, so calm down 
I'm not that upset. Well, hopefully we made it somewhat entertaining. I mean, <laughs> anything I, else? There's always something else, but can we think of it in two seconds and make the conversation drag on? I, That's the I, question. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, well, I mean, L is there, and is light. It, well, I guess L the and light. Way. I mean, come on, L and light. People have been shipping them since that show came out. How? How do you get that? It's like that really close rivalry. The the the, the love through rivalry rivalry thing is no, I no. Guess it's opposites were... attract. It's exactly what it is. It's rivalry. It's 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 rivalry. Well, Sasuke, Sasuke and Naruto, same thing. Yeah, but but see, the problem is, is all those and situations... they actually kissed. Yes. They actually kissed. Well, oh, you started started for that <laughs> spoiler, by the way. Spoiler on the first episode. That's that's I guess it's a thing of of one of the things that I, I that I kind of enjoy about anime is just that element of creating relationships and friendships through rivalry. Because and I, I, I for some reason I cannot say the word rivalry right now. So I keep saying it wrong, so I apologize. Uh, but I mean we, we pointed that out with Girls on Panzer. As they always had that element of creating relationships or rivalries. And that usually ends up coming through with, you know, male character and male character and female characters and female characters. So, yeah, it's 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 an easy... It's it's leaving itself open for the Fujoshis and the, the Yuri fans that these characters well, that are... I guess I don't really see it with female characters too often, but male characters definitely a lot. And so I can see that that being drawn. I mean, it, you, you Google search any character that is in a shown or something that is a rival and you will find pictures of them together in very big ways. Yeah. Sasuke well, that, and that goes into or, that. That goes into the way they look at rivalry compared to how we look at rivalries. Um, it's you go and what's his name? Uh, Grimgar or no, no, the guy Grimjaw. with the, the, Grimjaw Jack. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> no, early, early it was. Oh, Quincy. No, really. Yeah, technically the the Quincy probably. <laughs> early it <Chad>. was. <laughs> it starts with an R. It was a guy with the the sword that would would chain out and it. Oh, Ringy. Yes. Early on, it was them two. But of course, it was probably Ichigo no, and shipped, her, and her I brother. I shipped Rukia and 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 Ringy. I shipped them hard. <laughs> yeah. I heard the other day that somebody, this is totally going off the walls, uh, <laughs> somebody, I heard somebody really was pointing out that, that was people before didn't I knew like, what shipping was, I was shipping <laughs> Rukia and Ringy. Where did I hear this from? Somebody was saying they really hated, or that there was a lot of people that really hated Orihime. I don't know where they- Where did that the come hate, from? I don't know. Where did that come from? And I, I was liked, specifically I liked, with something with the- see, the, and that, I love Rukia. Rukia, I loved Rukia. Rukia was easily my favorite character in that entire show. But I did think Orihime was adorable, and I, I was fine no, with Ichigo no, was, being with her. No, I was. I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't. I was impartial with her beginning. I thought that she was a little bit too much bouncy, bouncy. But I was impartial with. Her. I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't angry or upset or or happy about her being in the picture. It was. I. I. She grew on me over time. But it's like, where did this hatred for her come from? I think it was mostly because she put a, a third love in, or a second love interest for for Ichigo. Can't have that. I and, and that's that, that. I was perfectly fine with Ichigo being with Orihime, and and especially when Rinjay came in. And I guess it's that that whole element of when people ship things. If if the writer doesn't put up put out what people want, there there could be a huge backlash. I remember there being a case of that. I guess I can't really say what it would be, even if I remember what it was. 
but I, was, I specifically remember a case of a a certain pairing that was a thing, and when the writer went in a different direction, they he got oh like, that was in the a Naruto. crap storm that was in the Naruto universe. <laughs> but you know, know not, it's no, so no funny. my specific but, one. But I see, know what you're talking it, about, but my specific one it wasn't that one. And the the funny thing was, Mine was the think, funny the thing is 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 if you can't have that this that says something about this industry. And I think that that is something that is really cool and should be considered when you say whether or not you you think anime is dying. I think that there is no industry, there is no no fandom, there is no group that can come together or be so so passionate about the things that the thing that they enjoy so much that I I can watch a show and I could fall in love with a character. I can watch a show and I can ship these two characters i can do that and i can love it and i can want that so much that i can become passionate about it and somebody else may say something different and i'll go blah 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 and be mad about it but you know we're both anime fans and we love yeah the when same logan badmouths oscar from from uh Sonophonium. what i logan what's up with that man <laughs> what's up with that hates her despises her i don't know what it is I, I guess that's the thing, because, yeah, technically, when you have, say, Game of Thrones, a really important character dies, and everybody flips out about it, but it's usually like a like a two-day thing, and people are screwing about it on Twitter or something like that, but where, whereas anime, you can have, it's it's to a detriment in some cases, you having, you know, you know mangakas getting death threats or something like that over <laughs> the decisions that he makes. I.e. passionate. <laughs> but they're, but the fandom is extremely passionate about the characters. That's just like when a certain scene happened in ReZero and a certain character that is the best character in the entire history of mankind gets rejected. People threw fits and they were constantly making memes out of the fact that these, this guy is an utter idiot and he should die and people... <laughs> A lot of people stopped watching the show or completely hated it because well, of that was, one decision. Then that tells you quite a deal about the the fandom that is anime. And then when we say something bad, everybody hates us too. There was a certain person that uh, asked a question in our question thread, and I'm gonna just leave it at that. And um, they were talking about a particular show that happened in the last season or two. Uh, it was the Magical Girl Rising. And they were saying that there was a particular scene that made them turn off the show and they never watched it again. I knew exactly what scene that was. I knew exactly <laughs> what scene it was because I almost did as well. And that is... But he didn't have the controller. Exactly. <laughs> well, no. Uh, no, it, He did that it is, for Schwarzenmark in his I, head. I, I, exactly. <laughs> so that tells you something. There's, One was more detrimental than the other. No, I'm joking. <laughs> there is an aspect of how much these shows affect us. And I think that that is something that needs to be considered. It's There is an aspect to these shows that we, when we are both as a fan or what these shows can do, we, we sit here and, and we, we debate the idea of what is it that w- brings us to the table when it comes to anime. Or we, we debate the idea of why do we like anime. Or... One thing that we always leave out is how much do you just truly enjoy anime? It, when 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 people go and they they say, well, the 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 frame rate at this particular scene was not as great as this particular scene. I don't understand the story that they're trying to tell me. They they got they they made a machine out of dirt. 
That is not possible, people. See, when we sit here and we watch, when when we hear people talk about these shows in and they dissect them, it's great that you can dissect them. But do you dissect them because you enjoy the show, or do you dissect them because you hate the show? When I watch a show, I'm watching that show and I get sucked up into it. And when a character is hurting, I hurt. That affects me, and and I think that's why I love anime. If I have if I have a show that I'm watching and I'm going. I'm getting a little bored. It depends on the situation, but in a lot of cases, I don't want to watch it anymore. So why would you force yourself through to where you can start finding those bad things that bother you about it? Just just get in there and just enjoy the show and 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 let these characters' emotions affect you. That's what anime is. That's what it is. That's what we're watching it for. When I was when I was making the the horror outline, horror and thriller outline, it, that was one of the things that I was kind of going to break down was like, what do you look for in these things that appeal to you? What makes them work? And one of the things that is very, I'm I'm putting a spoiler here for if you, if you're not a spoiler for a show, a spoiler for our other podcast, you're going to hear something that I'm going to repeating there is is one of the difficulties in horror and anime and why it doesn't work often is because one of the things that is required for you to really fear terror, feel terror or feel horror is to be connected with the individual that is experiencing it when it's in a visual medium like a TV show or a movie. You have to feel yourself in the situation. You have, to, you have to want to protect the person that is being attacked or you want to protect yourself because you're engulfed in it. Iron Blood Orphans did that to me <laughs> is it got me connected to something and then a certain scene happened and then literally my stomach hurt because it was just like that. And I'm like, ow, I'm hurting because I got so invested in this character. I got invested in what was happening in this particular scene and it, it gut punched me. And that's something I, to be honest, doesn't happen often for me is to have no, yeah, I, I get attached to characters, and I don't want to see. Like, I I got attached to Ram, and I got really upset seeing what happened to Ram. But to have something happen where it felt real and it felt like you got physically punched is something that doesn't really happen too often with me when I'm watching a show. And to have that kind of happen, it 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 shows you that this medium can affect people, and it, it and it gets people invested in these characters. And it's it's a true testament when we're talking about like people getting passionate about these shows is to kind of bring it back to earlier discussions and kind of to, to the topic at hand is there's very few fandoms within the anime and manga realm that I see being more passionate than Fujoshi. And so all the credit to them. They, they are, they're very passionate about the characters that they get into. I, I can't tell you, of course I, I see love life shrines. I mean, you, you see them online all the time, but I see a lot of Fujoshi shrines, and they get really into it. They love their characters. They get really passionate about those characters. It's what kind of sold me on uh, uh, "Ask Him Not" or "Kiss Him Not Me," and the idea that she would become so, uh, you know, extremely depressed in that first episode. Now I'm not going to agree with that. Actually, you know, weight loss happening like that, but I can understand that because I, I can see a, a person getting so emotionally invested in those characters and not wanting them to to be uh, killed off, whatever, in their show. So the Fujoshi crowd is definitely passionate, and I, 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 I love to see that passion in the anime sphere because we don't see it often even on outside of the Fujoshi crowd, seeing it just in the standard 
anime fandom where people are constantly attacking each other. Of course, I don't know the ins and out of the Fujoshi crowd. They could be at each other's throats, you know, with who's going to be a top, who's going to be a bottom. And I don't know how ferocious those combats actually are or if, you know, that is portraying that correctly or not. But and that was definitely something that we seen we seen actually uh, manifest in that Crunchyroll rewards is people you had people that would love the show you had people that were passionate about what it was doing you had people that loved the, the fact that there was this director that was involved in it and um, she did a fantastic job and I'm looking forward to more from her and then you had a Fujoshi crowd this this crowd of people that were in love with these two characters and wanted to see this continue and was was passionate about it and they were just in in love with the show itself that became what it was and that was that was a true sign of this is the Fujoshi crowd and this is what they love and they're going to let their voice be heard agree disagree i agree agree <laughs> okay. um i i was trying to help you know bring it back did it work sure all right right anything else random discussions <laughs> I, this has been a bit of fun we got to keep doing this sometimes all right. Any any particular? Uh, what I was going to ask you earlier, and we ended up running into something else. Any particular shows that you think do BL, GL, Yaoi, Yuri, great? Any stories? Were your favorites? And you already mentioned Yuri on Ice. I I kind of broke that down earlier. That was this part. I thought here. you were saying stuff that you didn't like. <laughs> no, I, when I said when I said it, it did it right. It was Snow White with the red hair and Skip Beat. Um, done badly. Brothers Conflict, Diabolic Lovers. Um, almost there, but just misses it was Riddle Story of the Devil, uh, Kamigami no As- Asobi. Asobi. Hakuden, Eight Dogs of the East, um, Devils and Realist. Um, and then what I thought was done absolutely near perfect was Kimi ni Todake, Say I Love You, Yuri on Ice, Sound Euphonium, um, and we brought up a couple of other ones. I, this is this is me being no expert whatsoever in this category and, and fling from it most cases. Um, I enjoyed Yuri on Ice because it wasn't, it, it, it felt as natural as it could get, and it felt, it felt natural and enjoyable for me to watch even though i don't like i don't go after these types of stories um i liked a particular character in inari Konkon koyoroha i was a little bothered by her at beginning but i think that they did pretty darn well in portraying her character i think that she was a pretty solid uh she actually breaks the top bottom that 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 show actually broke the top bottom uh roles if you if you look at it from the perspective of what i was saying earlier where um because she was Genki, so she's at the top. The other character was um, kind of Kudere, and they actually broke the broke the rules. If right, you right. if you're looking at it from the Yuri re- relationship in that show, um, there was another one that I had in my mind. I forgot. I kind of enjoyed. I, I and I know it was it wasn't really going for Yuri and Yaoi or or BL or GL, but I I particularly liked the archetypes that they had in. Uh, um, Dance with Devils. It wasn't wasn't didn't turn me off completely, and they they kind of had a little bit of baiting in there, so it kind of applies to this this particular discussion. So, 
Uh, that depends on which which one. If you're talking about the brother, that was probably the most natural of the relationships in there. No, I, I'm not saying they felt natural in any way, shape, or form. It just yeah. it was an enjoyable show with oh. those elements in yeah. it. <laughs> Usually those elements scare away Andrew like Flaming Tower or something that is scary and going to burn me and I run away. Or uh, Sato in a, in a 10-story building. Yeah, in a lot of cases, it's like, uh, what was that show that we watched um, where it was like five or six pairs? Um, nor nine? Nor nine. <laughs> oh my gosh, that show was just steeped in top bottoms. Yeah, that was that was definitely... <laughs> and, and none of them felt right. None of them. The Even wor- Pebbles. Pebbles was the worst. Or was she? No, I think the worst was probably the 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 girl that wasn't. What was it? There was the guy that it it he had like a premonition that he was going to uh, like save her life by sacrificing himself or something like that. And it was something that happened with that relationship that I was just not on board with. I did not like how that concluded, but. I can't remember what's happened there. I just know I was really upset. Okay. Well, the sad thing about that one was he was he he was kind of she was super sendete and he was like super practically soulless doll levels, and so it just it, oh my gosh that show just screamed all kinds of top bottoms in that. I just thought of it a really amazing one. What was it? Uh... Valkyrie Drive Mermaid. That was an amazing Yuri show. Tons of top bottom. <laughs> that entire show was just one huge top bottom problem. And they pers- they personified it too. Yeah. Because technically, wasn't in every case the top bottom identified by who was the one that was wielding, which one was using the weapon? Yes and no. Um, the, it was there anyone on... that was a weapon wielder that was bottom? I want to say there was one that had two, and she had one top and one bottom in her in her two, and she was the Ojo in the middle. Right. Particularly, she's a top to both of them, though. Or no, because they were all on each other, and it, and it triggered. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying. She had one top and one bottom, and 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 she was the switch in the middle, and she could make them both go. And then, of course, money worked for the other girl. <laughs> <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> that was so stupid. Don't even bring that up. <laughs> uh, what was it called? It was uh, Bakuretsu Tenshi. That's what it was. <laughs> I, just, I was trying to remember. It totally popped in my head, and I was trying to get it out for the longest time. Burst Angel. That's like the... That's probably... I'm She's thinking. obviously the top, and 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 <laughs> with the gun, and the girl with the, that's in the arm is obviously the bottom. Well, I'm, I'm gonna guess but that. The pro- Just here's, based on the video, I'm the gonna throw a there. wrench in there. There's a cowboy girl. She's very very ganky. So there's the there's the wrench to throw in there. Now, probably so Kudere. The only the fact that this sh- I don't remember much, too much about it. So don't, don't I don't even remember which what was technically feel like a top or bottom in the show. But probably the only reason I watched that show is because the action was decent that I remember, and I could be totally just rose tinted glassing it because I I just specifically remember hating the show, and I don't know why I got through the entire thing. But that was one of the few Yuri shows that I, I watched. Tom through. Tomboy maybe they were both basically tomboys. <laughs> 
Well, Genki can be, and then Tomboy would. It, and the only way that you would know that is if you were to listen to it and you could actually hear her calling herself Boku and stuff like that. So I, I hate this because I keep thinking of other shows. There was the other one that had the. Uh... Ah, uh, it was the one. Is one of the girls was like she looked like she was really young. It was a space. It was a space opera type show too, if I remember correctly. W you, Wish you probably watched it as well. No, you. I always say W Wish whenever I bring up anything. Or not old. W Wish. Um, Kitty Grade. Kitty Grade. That's Kitty it. Grade. CG. KG. That's why W Wish came to mind and it broke me. Because <laughs> KG. It's so funny how W Wish keeps popping in your head. That was that one totally had the Yuri thing kind of being pushed into it. Um, I don't remember if they ever actually really. I want to say on I want to say the little girl was the top in that one. She, I remember correctly, she was like the smarty girl. I want to say that she was no, because I think she was literally like a just a very innocent girl. Was she? Uh, really likes to take on jobs. This is so sad that I've. This is like not even that old, and I don't even remember anything about it. 2003. <laughs> Why don't I remember anything about this show? Seems like we watched it when we were in school. I promise you. It feels like it's been forever. Nimir is an ability to stay in consistent contact with her spaceship, which is an unconscious. Uh, she thinks girls of her position and rank should always limit their emotions and always try to act elegant. I want to say she was the top in their relationship. I remember that show being pretty fun. I don't, I don't, I don't, I seem to remember the ending not being that great, though. I don't know. All right. That's, I think that's the extent of Andrew's memory of Yuri and, and, and VL shows and GL shows. Anything else? Any other shows you want to bring up? No, I think we can, we can give it a rest for now. My okay. throat's getting a little dry. All right. Well, there's, there's Madoka Magica, probably the pinnacle of Yuri shows ever. Yeah. <laughs> Won't go into Madoka, any the that. ultimate bottom. Won't, won't <laughs> it... <laughs> won't go any further than that. <laughs> Don't destroy my shells. <laughs> With that, I guess we can wrap it up. We hope you guys enjoyed this discussion of the BL, GL, top, bottom... Will they, won't they, <laughs> Yuri on Ice, what's wrong with Fujoshi's, people really love anime, Fujoshi fans are exciting people, and Andrew has watched literally nothing in regards to Yuri or Yaoi or BL or GL, and thus brings up really old shows that have world. nothing to do with it. It's an entire world for you to explore, Andrew. Cross Ainge. See, I am so into... God. The, the info. Talk about some switches. <laughs> yes. You know, I was that thinking show about was it. all over the place. I, I was thinking about it. You That's know what? That's gotta be, that has to be like the ultimate vat of everything. <laughs> right? It was it's just, just all in just there. Just throw everything in there and figure out what works. Like, and I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> and I'm not talking about just genres. Like, you had every genre, every mechanic, every storytelling mechanic, mecha. I mean, Magical Girl, Dragons, I mean, everything in one crop There was like pot. But, 15 harems in that show. But I think everything <laughs> everything you mentioned earlier in this outline was probably covered in that show. Yeah. Had everything. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Anyways. I don't think, I actually was, I was actually thinking about it because I was getting ready to uh, say, you know, we could talk. 
um, about, uh, but we could just save that for another time. But yeah, I actually think there is a genre that's not in there, and that's gender bender. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is a gender bender in that show. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. They could have easily done that, and they would probably been perfectly fine been with that. Completely fine with it. <laughs> but I think the world Unless mechanics. One in the, the world in the mechanics technically, side. the world mechanics technically doesn't allow it. I mean, if they were to keeping true to their mechanics, they couldn't do that, right? Unless there was one in the dragon side, and some would probably claim the sister was one because she was that terrible. Hey, she was terrible. She wasn't that terrible. She was terrible. Don't try to defend her. I, no, I'm, I, I erased a lot of that part of the <laughs> show out of my memory, okay? Uh, but anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. Hopefully we didn't ramble on too much. You got some informational stuff in there. It wasn't too much of Chris babbling on while Andrew was nervously waiting to figure out something he could discuss because he has no clue what Chris is talking about. But yeah, that was information. I hope it made sense and it was semi-entertaining. That made no sense. Now I'm joking. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed. Again, we're at TalkingSpirit.com. You can go there for news reviews and coverage of Noodle Anime. As well as our wonderful community in the form links at the top. Social media links on the right side. And all that good stuff. And if you're a Joshi fan, go to the community up there. There's a couple people in there you can talk to. Great people. Love talking about anime. They love people with different interests in their own. And we all have a fun talking about things. But we hope you guys enjoyed. And y'all take care. Oos.